Okay, everybody. Welcome to Positively Mommin. This is Andrea. I'm back. And I've got a very special guest with me. She's not new to this crazy idea of ours with this podcast. Um, she's my sister, Belinda. Welcome, Belinda. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're trying something new. I'm recording this pod, which is fun. We're actually recording from afar um with all of the things that are going on with covid it's pretty cool that we can still do this without having to be in the same room together though i would prefer mm-hmm. for us to be in the same room together right <laughs> so belinda's all the way in texas in south texas and i'm here hunkered down in north carolina and we hope you all are well and healthy and washing your hands and staying covid free and practicing social distancing Yes, I went off on a little bit of a tangent today. <laughs> well, it happens. We all kind of, we've all lost our mar- marbles at some point yes. uh, during all of this. So yeah, it's bound to happen. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, why I was super excited to have you um, back on today was, you know, it's May and um, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, so I think you guys probably remember, but if you don't or you're a first-time listener, you'll know that my sister is very well aware of mental health awareness and spends her life on the daily on helping helping the youth of the day, of um, the future, you know, through all of their daily lives of ups and downs and trials and tribulations, um, and very openly shares, you know, how you work through that. I know I openly share how I work through that too. We're both very aware. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. So I know you've been sharing some some tips and tricks for, um, you know, every day for, for this month. And um, it made me think it would be great to bring you on to kind of talk through some, some of those things, but also to kind of just talk through something, another aspect of learning kind of who we are. Um, we'll kind of, we will get into that in a bit. But um, for those who don't know you, do you want to tell them a little bit about who you are and what you're doing right now? Sure. Um, so I have worked in the mental health field for about 10 years, primarily with youth. Um, I have my master's in counseling and I recently just passed my licensing exam. So I am working towards becoming a licensed professional counselor. And I know some, if anybody listens to this and they're like, what do you mean? You've been doing this 10 years. Um, yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I like to, uh, that actually can go into like my personality type, but anyway, um, (laughs) just now decided, yeah, I should really, you know, work on being licensed. So, Um, So, yes, that's pretty much, I guess, the background of me, education and experience wise to give me some credibility. (laughs) Right. You know. Right. Right. I didn't want to come in and start talking about stuff and have um, it just be my my um, what my take on things. It's nice to have someone who, you know, is credited in it and does it on the daily. <laughs> right. And that is important because as we know, especially with everything going on right now, there's a lot of opinions, but opinions don't always, um, what is it? Opinions are like, uh, but holes, is that appropriate? Yeah. Say that on your yes, podcast. You can. <laughs> Everybody has one, but yeah. So, um, yes. yeah, I gotta, I, I'll give myself some, some credit. So people know that, you know, I'm not just saying stuff to say it right yeah I think you know I mean I know we'll get into the take five high five but today um I this time is so different and um unknown and I literally remind myself on the daily that we're living through a pretty historical moment right now in 2020 where we're all stuck in our homes and I'm practicing social distancing and um have lots of opinions on really what science has to do with it, what politics have to do with it, what religion has to do with it. There's just so many aspects of what's going on right now. The bottom line for me is just that I I don't want anyone that I care about to get ill 
and not recover from it. So I think, you know, I take the stance of I'd, I'd rather I go to a doctor to be treated um, mm-hmm. and to be diagnosed. And I don't go to social media. I don't go to a news outlet to get treated and diagnosed. So I don't understand why as a civilization right now, so many people are going to other outlets to get their information rather than sticking to sticking to the to the sources who actually specialize in it. Right, right. You know, um, I, I just, and yeah, I, I allude to the fact that I had a pretty long Facebook post today because I had about had it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and if we could totally go into that in the, you know, the psyche and psychological aspect of why people do choose that, but we'd be on this thing forever if we yeah. go, if we go, if we go into that conversation, but it is, it is interesting, but you know, there's got to be all different kinds of people, I guess. So keep you on your toes. Yeah, it does. And I think for me, the big thing for me today was just, listen, you guys, again, like be, be smart and thoughtful of where you're getting your information from. And every one of us is going to make decisions that are best for ourselves and our families. And, and really there's no judgment on that. You, you're the judge of, of that. And there's a high, truly believe there's a way higher judge. So it does, just doesn't matter. But, mm-hmm. but when it comes down to it, I mean, we all are, are socially responsible for helping the greater good here. This is much bigger than us. And in complete craziness, I was talking to Kenny tonight because, you know, we were laughing of laughing about the murder hornet. But then, oh. <laughs> <laughs> not to get all biblical here, but then we got where he was telling me that there was supposed to be some Arctic ice tornado coming. And huh? I the, never heard. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. Something crazy like this in the Northeast. Again, this is not a fact I have to, I have not done my research to see, but he was like, okay, it's the end of times. <laughs> 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 the end is near. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just going to pray to Jesus. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's been quite, quite um, an interesting time. Well, so with that being said, um, I thought we'd go ahead and go into, you've done this before with me, Belinda, we're going to go into our high five and our take five. And since you're the guest, I thought we'd start with you telling us what was your high five today? What was something that made you happy? So something that made me really happy today was I am actually not very tech savvy. Um, I left grad school, I graduated from grad school 10 years ago, as I said earlier. And so like whatever technology I learned 10 years ago is where I stopped. (laughs) Um, And for those who, I am not gonna say like where I work because I'm like all opinions and comments today are not a reflection of my job, but um, I am school-based, right? So obviously everybody knows because of everything happening that the schools shut down, um, but we did not. So I am learning how to utilize things like Google Classroom, Zoom, Google Meets, Microsoft Teams. Um, And today I successfully uploaded a video to my Google Classroom for the first time. So (laughs) that made me so excited because um, I've done Google Meet with some kids, but I haven't done it enough, like with as many students as I work with. And so um, I would post in Google Classroom and I don't know how many kids have actually seen it. And I only know who's seen it when they reply. And obviously not all of them are responding. And I just really wanted them to hear me and see me because it just feels more authentic. And so mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm just gonna try to figure this out. And I don't like to figure things out. I don't, I do, but not with technology. So um, just, the fact that I figured it out and actually successfully uploaded it like made me really really happy so yeah so that's my that's my high five <laughs> my that's awesome yeah um well technology can be daunting as we were practicing getting this set up um yes <laughs> <laughs> thankfully I'm a definitely a problem solver so I'll wait and kind of you know test and figure out and, and I'm patient with that the other things I'm not patient with but for some reason with technology um, I am. Go, go figure. Um, <laughs> um, so my high five today was um, I uh, tonight we ate 
outside in the backyard. Uh, we Aww. ate dinner al fresco. It was um, beautiful, not a cloud in sight. Um, the perfect weather, no wind, sunshiny, but Aww. cool enough for us to wear, like for me to wear a long sleeve shirt, right? Um, uh-huh. Like not, and not sweat and be able to eat dinner without bugs swarming us, you know, like. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, so um, Kenny made pork chops and on the grill and we all sat around and talked um, just about, you know, things in life. And prior to that, um, I got to sit um, down for a minute. Um, Brody earlier today got a pretty bad busted lip on the trampoline. This is just our life. Oh no. And he, he's totally fine, but you know, he's milking it a, a bit. And um, <laughs> he was sitting next to me on the outside, you know, couch. Um, and we were just kind of having a mom and Brody heart to heart, which was really nice. And then dinner. And I was, and I made sure to pause for a second and be like, you know, this is so nice. We usually are so rushed. We're just trying to get, you know, from one place to the next. It's it's really nice to be able to sit outside on a on a Thursday night and have dinner, you know, um, yeah. outside. Mm-hmm. So um, I was super super um, happy and and thankful for that. It's a little it's a little things right now. <laughs> You're right. It really is. It, it's not only the little things, but it's um, I what I said to a student earlier today is finding the silver lining. Yeah. And I just said, you know, you may not, I don't know how familiar you are with that phrase, but I, you know, explained it and was like, I'm just glad that that's what you're able to do. That despite all of this, the stress and the fear of the unknown and all these different things that you're able to find something good, something positive to take away from it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I always like to start with a positive sandwich and then get to the the meat of it all. So what was your take drive today? What was, was, did you have a moment? Oh, <laughs> did I have a moment? <laughs> I had like 10 moments. <laughs> My gosh. So I just want to explain something to people, um, which, you know, I, again, I, I don't know what, how people consider mental health or counseling and, you know, a counselor is not somebody who has it all together we're human too um and we have to practice what we preach ourselves um so it's interesting um so part of my job every week now we i've been attending this webinar and it's really really cool and it's by this like emotional psychologist and he's american but he's like in thailand and i don't know super cool and so today i logged into the zoom meeting again you know learning the technology and I had not paid attention to the email, which w- tells you what the topic is. And basically the topic was about like embracing every type of emotion. And I was like, oh no, because this morning I woke up knowing that my college best friend was going to have to put her dog down today. And uh, he was, uh, he, she got him when she and I were college roommates. So I still remember going to the puppy store. I remember she was like, I gotta show you this dog. And I remember convincing her to get the dog. And 13 years later, you know, he's lived his best life. But I woke up this morning and it was like doom and gloom immediately. But I was like, no, I can't be sad right now. I really need to focus on work. You know, I have my priorities. And then one of the first things I do in work is open up this webinar that's like, no. You need, like, why is it important to embrace your emotions? So I was like, you know what? This was a major sign, and I need to allow myself to just feel everything. So my take five was probably take 30. Um, (laughs) I sat there, and I ugly cried, and um, my roommate came over, which is my cousin, and she's like, oh, my gosh, we're crying. She came during lunch, and I'm sitting on the couch with her Pomeranian in my lap and probably 10 Kleenex in, in my lap as well. And yeah, so, so that was my, um, my take five. And there's several, you know, several things that we've already talked about in this, um, podcast that just remind me of mental health awareness month, right? Like just, you know, practicing what you preach, being kind to yourself, you know, being vulnerable, allowing yourself to feel the emotions because, if you don't, you just suppress it and it erupts. So, 
so yeah so anyway I know we're gonna get to that eventually so I'll stop but that was my take five yeah no it's hard I think that it's very easy to suppress because you've got so many things going on in your life um and at some point it just is gonna bubble over oh my gosh what, are you baking something? Are you popping something? <laughs> Me? No. Um, Laura just came in here and started putting clothes to wash. <laughs> I was like, what is that noise? It sounds like an old school copy machine. If, if it's really, really bad, I can move to my, uh, I can move to the bedroom. You want me to do that? Because I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it really sounded like an old school uh, Xerox coffee I was, machine. I yeah. Like, I was I actually was like, hoping. Something? No. I was actually hoping that wouldn't happen since I have like my earbuds in. Um, yeah. But yeah. Me too. I just. Look, it, it got it good, huh? It hurt it good. Yeah. I'll start. <laughs> well, because I'm in like the kitchen area, which is where yeah. the laundry room is. So let me, <laughs> my, let me migrate. <laughs> so so my take five so I feel like I feel like there's been a lot I have had many take 30s um and uh you know today was an interesting day I don't really know what it is about Thursdays for me but um Thursdays tend to be kind of a roller coaster for me and I think it, it really starts with the kids and where they're at like for the day mentally um like and what's going on with them that kind of puts me on a roller coaster but by the end of week I'm like oh my gosh I need a moment uh-huh. um you know like some kind some kind of a moment um you know I have a very well you know this we not I Kenny and I both have a very rambunctious opinionated five-year-old <laughs> and <laughs> Um, and honestly, this whole COVID thing has probably been the toughest for her. First, I want to preface that I'm super proud of all three of our kids. Um, I feel like they have really, really done an amazing job in this. I mean, I don't hear whining about them being stuck at home and not seeing friends. And, you know, I don't hear complaints about not being able to do things. So, so on that aspect, I try to remember that always. But today, you know, I had to take quite a few, um, take five moments, um, because honestly, the mornings are probably our most chaotic and crazy time. And, um, and, you know, our, our, our daughter, you know, starts off the day at 6.30 in the morning, you know, jumping on our bed, ready to eat breakfast, and she just doesn't stop. And so um, today, the last two days, the last three days, I've just winged it with her. I've let her build forts. She's built forts. I've let her veg out on TV. Like, you know, it's called yeah. balance, people. It's called balance, you know, like, I just, <laughs> you know. But today, I was going to, you know, today, I was like, we're going to do two days of school. So today, you'll do your letters, your numbers, and you'll get to go on your Zoom class with your pre-K school. Well, as soon as I said schoolwork, that was it. Like, it, and and she just, I mean, we, ha- we were in a timeout at, you know, 9 o'clock this morning. And when that happens for us, like, it really is just a spiral effect. What happened was I've got a screaming five-year-old in a timeout, and then I've got an 11-year-old who, you know, is getting up at 6.30 in the morning to start his school because he's an over, he's an achiever. He wants to get up and get it done, but he's, he's entering into a new math unit, and math was easy up until now, and now he's be, really having to teach himself how to do a new unit completely with teacher guidance via video. And right. I just this is new right like these are new ter- territories like i could go on and on and on about how this would be much better if the teacher was live on camera sh- working out the equation and he was doing it himself on an ipad w- alongside her but that's not how they're doing it right now yeah and so and so he's discouraged he's frustrated he's flailing around on the ground He's distracting everyone in this room who's all, you know, the older brothers who's trying to work, dad's trying to work, I'm trying to work with sister. So I literally just had to walk away. You mm-hmm. know, by lunchtime, 12 o'clock, which you guys seem like 12 hours already for me. 
Wow. <laughs> By wow. lunchtime, I was like, um, Kenny, you know, my husband was like, um, are you okay? And when, so you guys know, like, when I say no without reservation, that's a really big deal. I typically mm-hmm. am like, oh, I'm fine. It's okay. But whenever he asked me and I said no, and he said, okay, I said, I am not okay, but it has nothing to do with you. I just am not okay. Right. You know, like I just had this, to, and he's like, okay. He immediately goes into like, oh my gosh, how can I fix this? Um, you know, my wife's in a really crappy mood, but it really has nothing to do with that. It has to do with this constant juggle that I think all moms are going through right now. Um, where I have to work, I am working. Yeah. <laughs> um, he is working too. There's no half days for us. Our kids have two and a half, maybe three hours of work a day top. And right. then all for the next five hours we're they're having to self-occupy and us check in with them and i hear i I am so jelly belinda of all the people who are like oh i'm really i'm really enjoying this time at home and i'm really savoring all of these moments (laughs) and oh my god i'm like i'm trying to have an attitude of gratitude right now but what the heck am i doing wrong because uh, I don't feel that way. I mean, I definitely enjoy the time, like I said earlier today, you know, the dinners and the times where I don't have to juggle three kids and my work. Don't get me wrong. That time I am savoring because I'm not running through airports right now. You right. know, I'm not, you know, working 16, 20 hour days because I ran through an airport, came home, picked up a kid, took him to soccer fed him, put him to bed, and then I worked for another four hours. Like, that's not my life right now. So don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm definitely very, very um, grateful for that. But my days seem longer because we're all day here. Like, you know, like, you know, all day. And I'm not really being able to give my kids the time that I would want to give them and take advantage of this. It's a big learning for, for me just overall. Um, and I do, I, I am quite jealous of the people who are like, I, I know and I see that get to do it differently than the way Kenny and I are doing it right now. So I guess my question would be though, um, what, what are they saying? Are they giving you anybody that you're seeing posting stuff like that? Are you getting any clues to how they're doing things? I think that the, so um, like I first we have you know we have a five-year-old I think that if you know we a five a, a pre-k kinder I think anyone who's in like you know second grade and below is probably going to be able to empathize with me right now because okay, that's that you know I mean that age group you've got to be hands-on like mm-hmm. the attention span is short it's not like you can just say go make yourself a sandwich um, right. go go play upstairs um, use your imagination you know and those those age groups they're very hands-on even with their teachers in classroom they've got centers they've got you know activities where they're working through sorting numbers and writing their name and you know during the day you know, and then they get to come home and have fun and right now there's this big diff there's this huge difference right like mm-hmm. how do you, how do you do those things how do I I mean, I, and I don't think that any of us have the right answer. And I don't know anyone that has kids in this. So where I'm seeing that is that, you know, for the ones that have the same kind of um, life that I have right now, that Kenny and I have right now, if they're saying this is great, fantastic, it's usually because one parent is home. Gotcha. One, or one parent is home, one parent's not working. Um, right now unfortunately because of this and so you know they're just soaking that time up and being grateful for it which I totally get um it's it's for you know it's those parents who are um who are um or who are who have just a lighter workload you know I think that they don't have the same kind kind of stress like um yesterday I mean I was on calls for six hours straight yeah you know what I mean I have control over my my schedule 
and to a degree, but there's some days where it's going to be like that. Not every day is like that, but right. You know, there are some days where it's not like not like that, right? Um, and again, I try to be grateful for those days. But yeah, I mean, I think that's the I think that's the the difference, you know. And I I definitely seek out answers. I'm like. Um, when I see that stuff, I'll message some of my friends like, okay, how are you doing it? Like, how are you keeping, you know, because I have a band of friends who we all have girls that are four and five years old right now. And I appreciate them more than ever because whenever I'm feeling blue and I happen to be going on a walk with all of our kids at lunchtime or morning because we take two walks a day, I'll see them sometimes. And they look just like me and then it makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> validation yeah I'm like okay like they look just as tired just as forlorn forlorn as me like I'm it's not just it's not just me (laughs) and and that's actually why I asked you because I'm like I know you and you're the type of person that would investigate but what you said makes sense it reminds me it reminds me when I was a substitute teacher I never wanted to sub at like the elementary school because I didn't want to have to hold their hand to the bathroom or make them walk in a single file. Like if a kid asked me permission to go to the bathroom, I wanted to just give them a hall pass and let them go. I didn't want that responsibility. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that, I know that that's what it is. And in, in, in fairness, like I said, I am jelly for those who are doing it all and doing it amazingly. And I'm very, being very real, real here and saying that there are many days where I feel like I'm failing um, and not doing well, but we we're doing the best we can. I know that that's not what the kids remember and that they're enjoying the things we're doing. You know, we, we had a social distancing dinner um, last night. We got the boys um, besties together in a, and it was raining. So we um, were in, we found a, a covered parking garage and you know sat and ate dinners in our lawn chairs six feet across from each other so that the kids could see their friends and um you know we and we could all talk and um and it was fantastic like there's there are things and and the kids said thank you so many times and and those are the you know when we're driving back they're like thank you so much for doing that you know Uh, and so we're doing the best we can it's such a new and, and different world but um like when we start going through these personalities I mean one it's hard for people like me who are very extroverted (laughs) yeah yeah. you know um to not have that kind of engagement because um, my family my husband is enough but I also need to be able to um for my for my well-being be able to step outside of that and have um, something else too and that's crazy right. to say but I know that about myself um, but yeah so that's my long-winded take five because it's kind of a rolling take five <laughs> <laughs> right every single day but um let's get to the let's get to the fun stuff so <laughs> thankfully my sister partakes in sometimes my crazy notions and ideas so I was talking to a, I was talking to a friend the other day, and we're doing our typical gab, like gossiping, daily gossiping. And she was saying something to me, and she and she said, "Well, yeah, that's because you're you're probably a protagonist, and um, you're probably an ENFJ. You're probably an ENFJA. I am an INFJA um, because I'm introverted." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, well, you, have you never heard of the Meyer-Briggs personality tests? Um, and I was like, no. And the reason why she brought this up is because she knows that I'm a nerd when it comes to like the, these kinds of things. And I had talked to her about strength finders and something I had done in my previous work life that I truly enjoyed. And really it helped me, I felt, to like develop a really great team. But why she wanted me to explore this was because it really has less to do about team building and more to do with self-awareness and development, right? Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So she said, just search one, you'll find a, you'll find a free version. So sure enough, I searched personality tests and I found on 16personalities.com. And I'll post this on the pod when we, when we, um, when I post it um, tonight, 16personalities.com. Sure enough. The quiz was there so I took it on Sunday and then I had my husband take it 
And then I had my son take it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I sent it to my brother and my sister and everyone else. (laughs) Um, But I sent it to, you know, I had my husband take it. And we literally spent all of Sunday talking back and forth about this because it was shockingly accurate. Yes. To to so many degrees. And so when I kind of keyed up um, this podcast today, I said, don't miss Thursday's podcast. You're going to get to learn about the protagonist. And Belinda, what was yours? Mediator. And the mediator. Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't therapize people at all, do you? For a living? No, conflict resolution. What is that? Yeah. Jeez. So it's so funny. We were like, oh my gosh, we're so these people. Um, yeah, and so Belinda and I started going back and forth, and I was like, oh my gosh, we can definitely do our, the pod. You know, it's, it ties into mental health, which is what I wanted to make sure we brought some awareness to. Um, but also, we just kind of ties in. It's something fun to th- talk about. So I thought if we would start, you know, with you first, kind of give us a description of, you know, you took this quiz and who, you know, what the results were. Like, what was the overview of you um, and well, your personality? So it, it's interesting because... I didn't realize, I should know, and again, grad school is 10 years ago, so I should know that things have progressed in terms of being online, um, because you sent me the link and I started doing it, and I was like, wait, isn't this the Myers-Briggs? <laughs> and, and it's funny, because several months ago, I was digging through my box of stuff I kept in grad school, and I actually had found my uh, original scores I, t- I think I took pictures of it but I can't yeah. even remember I can't even remember um, what it was and so I'm like oh is this the same thing but like I remember when I took it the first time um, it didn't have that mediator protagonist it didn't have that thing it just had uh-huh. you know the letters uh-huh. so when I saw it I was like wait okay and I, I of course was texting you and our brother my (laughs) trail of thinking instead of just like one solid thought so I'm like wait it is no it's not oh wait it is and I'm just like oh gosh you're probably tired of me but anyway so um I kind of I I do plan on looking at my old scores and comparing it but basically um I am a mediator and I am an INFPT the other thing that was new to me was that fifth letter I'd never remember um I was only four letters 10 years ago suddenly there's five letters yeah Um, turbulent turbulent yeah it's very interesting um and so it was introverted intuitive feeling prospecting and then the turbulent but what I want to know about me that reminded me of my first scores were there's a couple where I'm really close to being split in the middle like very close so like my introverted is 54 percent so that means I'm 46%, you know, extroverted. And, you know, some people are very surprised that I'm, I'm not surprised that I'm introverted because I know myself. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people are surprised because they know, um, you know, who I am when I'm out in a certain, like certain types of settings, but it's because I have to be that way in those settings. Yeah, It doesn't, you know, it takes a lot of energy for me to be in those settings. Like, it's so funny because I would go to work and I would be exhausted because it's like all day long I'm bombarded that when I get home, I go to my bedroom and I hold myself up and I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to talk to anybody. Um, and so that's definitely the in, you know introverted part of me. And then intuitive was at 58%, which of course is still more intuitive, but you know, it's kind of almost in the middle. And then my feeling was 81%, my prospecting 72 and turbulent was 67 and that's the one that really struck a chord with me because I am not assertive um I wish I was and the thing is I'm probably assertive for other people and guiding them but I need to be more assertive with myself so right yeah yeah yeah, um yeah I can tell like when you're talking like all the things you probably were popping off in your head of like oh my goodness oh my goodness because um, as you were talking through that, because I had the same re- same reaction. Yeah. Um, who were some of the 
um, famous per- famous mediators that they listed oh. for you. Do you remember? See, uh, let me look because I I was trying. <laughs> I don't know if I can get out of this podcast and look at my pictures. You think I oh, can? Oh yeah. Um, if you can, I can. Um, because you did you text them to me? Probably. I don't know. Okay, so I got out of the I got out of the app. Um, and it's still going, so that's a good sign. Yeah, I, don't, I think you I can. Actually, I think you can see, multitask. And the All funny right. thing is, oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. The funny thing is, though, is that I really didn't even pay attention to that part. <laughs> uh, I so I don't funny. even know. I don't okay. even know if I took a picture of that. Let me see. Here are all my screenshots of it. Let's see. INFPT. Then there goes my stuff. No, I didn't. I actually did not take a picture of that. And then today I opened up the email trying to. Yeah, to go to the actual personality. Yeah, so because yeah, because I knew what we were going to talk. Right. So I knew what we were going to talk about. But um, yeah, no, I I I was having a hard time even doing that. I'm telling y'all, I'm not tech savvy. Yeah. So, I was like, how, like, why is it so complicated? Um, yeah. So, no, I don't, I don't even know the celebrities. I thought that was funny that they put that on there. Well, of course, Braxton, being an entertainer, was quick to tell me who were listed on his. And I was like, oh, that's on there? Let me look. Um, so, my, my personality was, is protagonist. Um, it, Which is so you. <laughs> yes, it's so me. Like, it actually says, like, under your results diplomat like for me it says diplomat and people mastery and I was joking with Belinda and my brother and saying that this confirmed that I probably should have been like politics or a judge or something to that degree um but um it my personality is ENFJA and um and those letters are actually comprised of what um, Melinda was just talking about. There's extroverted or introverted is the first one. That's the first letter. Then there's intuitive or observant. Um, that's the second letter. Then there's thinking and feeling the third letter. Then there's judging and pers- prospecting is the fourth letter. And then the last letter, which they just, I think, recently added is assertive or turbulent. So I am ENFJA. And so I am 75% extroverted. You know, it's funny because I joke all the time because I feel like I have a, a lot of introverted tendencies to a degree. Like, you know, I'm not always, I, I, I grew up, I was very shy, even though I wasn't very involved in school, I was very shy um, on the flip side of it. But I think as I've gotten older, I've just gotten more comfortable in my own skin. Um, yeah, for you sure. Know, like, I can walk into a room. I'm not uncomfortable with that. I can do those things. Do I seek out new people all the time? No, but you know, that part didn't surprise me too much. Um, and anyone who knows me, I think would just say, okay, yeah, she's extroverted. Um, with, um, intuitive, um, I'm 71% intuitive, 29% observant. Um, I was telling one of, um, I don't remember who was telling this. I think I was telling them. I think I was telling Alice and Akili. Um, everyone jokes with me like when we um when we get a little bit inebriated and I'm around my group of friends they pick on me because I've been the person that goes into this whole fortune telling thing like I'm gonna (laughs) tell I'm gonna read your palms um I'm gonna go off my gut feelings and my intuition and being intuitive has just definitely been something I really go and follow my gut so that wasn't that wasn't surprising either, but I mean, there's no middle there for me on them that are like very one, kind of one-sided. The one that really stuck out for me, like, you know how you said turbulence stuck out for you? Right. The, the one that stuck out for me was feelings because I'm 93%. It's not even like there's 7% thinking and there's 93% feeling. And I was joking with my friend because again, she's the one who told me about this test. And I had just been telling her, we were talking about something and it was wor- it was work related. And you know, I do, in my life, I always go above and beyond, but there was a part in this that said, you know, that I, my personality type truly cares. Right. Truly, truly, truly cares. 
And for some people who are the opposite of me in this, they would they would think that that's not genuine. They would think that my caring is out of character and there's no way that someone could be that way. Mm-hmm. And and so because of that, they don't reciprocate it. And so she and I were joking because she's like, you would just attract these kind of people. You attract these kind of people who you will go above and beyond and do these things and they're not receptive to it because they can't believe someone wouldn't do this without having wanting something back in return. Yes. Yes. And I was yep. like, oh my gosh, right? Um, like light bulb moment of like, oh my gosh. And then it said, because I've always said, I do these things not expecting anything in return. And I don't, you know, I do these things not expecting anything in return. But there was a line in the description that said that, um, and I, I, I screenshot it and I sent it to her and I said, I, well, I guess that's wrong. because as someone who's so strong in feelings and I think this has a lot to do with like how I grew up you know just things I started thinking about but it's not that I want something in return it's that I'm caring and genuine and I do those things for the people that I care about and feel genuine about and what I want in return is that no. Yes, I also does that think make sense? so. Like it does, but I'm thinking of a couple of things. I I'm the first thing is it is definitely how we were raised because our parents are helpers. Yeah, and they are not helpers with the intention of it being reciprocated at all, ever. They don't even think about it. They don't even question it. So we definitely have them as our example, and we just nap. It's it really is like secondhand nature to us. Um, but you do get something out of it. What you get out of it is the joy of seeing somebody a- accomplish something, right? And I don't mean you get something out of it like, oh, you see, I did that. I helped them. Like, you're not even giving yourself credit. You're just genuinely excited to see somebody succeed. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's what you get. And that's literally why I'm in the freaking job I'm in, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. It's just yeah. like, oh my gosh, it nothing makes me happier than, you know, for a kid to come to me and say, you know, I remembered what you said to me. Or if I say, hey, like, I noticed you're not doing this anymore, like, you know, a negative behavior. You know, what, you know, what helped you? And they're just like, well, you gave me this idea or this example and I've been doing it. It works out like, oh, you know, like, so, yeah. so yeah, yeah like, it, I, I, and people don't get it. Like, and it makes me sad because there are a lot of, very selfish people out there who really do have a motive or you know it's tit for tat for some reason and I I don't know it, it seems to be rare to just genuinely do something for the sake of doing it yeah like um when she said that I was like oh my gosh you know but I was like that this one stuck out for me a lot I mean I read so much this weekend and then we'll talk a little bit more obviously about it like but I read so many things about it and it said, um, like, it, it, and this is just me to the core. I use the word inspire like all the time. And when I was reading this, it literally just talks about that. One of the things it said, um, the struggle ought not to deter us from the support of a cause we believe to be just. It says that protagonists are genuine, caring people who talk the talk and walk the walk. And nothing makes them happier than leading the charge, uniting and motivating their teams with infectious enthusiasm. And that is um, so that, you. That's <laughs> like, if you spend enough time with me, you'll know, like, I'm the person who's skipping in the house when I get like a new bowl. Like, I'm just the kind of person, yes, yes. you know, like, I'm just, yeah, I, I don't know. It just that, but, but feeling, and it's funny because when my husband and I, you know, when Kenny and I were talking about, this he's the opposite of me he is literally the opposite in almost every single one of these categories and I was telling that Belinda when we were talking about it that we are the opposites in such a good way the yin and the yang it's complimentary yeah you know I'm so much feeling he's so much thinking that I make him stop and pause to feel the emotion (laughs) and Mm. he makes he makes me stop and pause to pull out some of the emotion and um but yeah, 93%. Holy bajoli. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then 74% judging. 
with 74% judging, um, which I spent some time reading, you know, a little bit more about because I'm like, okay, like as it goes through strengths and weaknesses, we'll go into that one in a second. And then 75% um, assertive, 25% turbulent. Um, that is for sure. I think my biggest thing is I get really frustrated when someone isn't assertive, like, and doesn't make a decision that I just do it. <laughs> like, I'm like, uh-huh. you know, like, okay, we're doing this. And I'll, I've always kind of just said that's my type A personality. Like, I like to control things and the outcome and like to have things X, Y, Z. But it's just that I am not afraid to do it. Like, I don't. And um, when I asked you, you know, what were some of the famous some of the famous famous mediators, Braxton, my son, immediately said, what are some of the famous protagonists, mom? I want to know because, you know, he was telling me about his entertainers because he's an entertainer. Um, And it said Barack Obama and Oprah Oprah Winfrey. And I just was like, really? (laughs) Okay. Maya Angelou and, um, and Elizabeth Bennett, Belinda. Really? Yeah. So for not to overshare here, but I have a slight obsession with Pride and Prejudice and all things Jane Austen. And I actually truly, one of the first, literally, like one of the first, you know, feminine, you know, female characters in a book that stood out to me was Elizabeth Bennet because she was like, not like most women. You know, especially in that time and age. In that time, absolutely. And so, and I'm also just a ridiculously hopeful, hopeless romantic. Um, hello, 93% feeling. Uh-huh. <laughs> so our daughter's middle name is after Elizabeth Bennett. And spelled so, the same way. Yeah. So I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> now, like, I, now I'm actually, like, trying to look because I'm like, I don't even know. I want to know now what celebrities. Just I like, know. Not that I care about celebrities, but I just thought it was funny. No, I know you don't, but it does. It makes you wonder. Oh, here we are. Alicia Keys. Oh. Uh, Bjork. I hope I'm saying her name right. Yeah, you did. You said that right. William Shakespeare. Oh. Well, that's the other thing that I found fascinating about mine um, was about writing. And what it's like, yes and no um, for me. But one of the here's what amazed me about this what amazed me is that how specific it was and so and that's the parts that make your jaw drop right and your mouth agape because you're like what so I prefer to write like I would rather text I would rather um I would rather okay this is gonna be a weird a weird example job related but I have to do CPS reports I would rather type out an entire report than wait on the phone and have a verbal because I can edit, I can write it exactly how I mean. And one of the things in my personality type is stressing over being misinterpreted. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so me. So I like to write because I know exactly how I'm conveying it versus I'm going to say something that comes out of my mouth and maybe I didn't prepare because I'm also a thinker, right? So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so William Shakespeare, J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, so I thought that was Ooh, pretty cool. Yeah. Tom, Tom Hilson, Julia Roberts, I, William Wordsworth, which I'm sad that I don't, oh my gosh, Johnny Depp, shut up. Oh, you love Johnny Depp. I do love me some Johnny. Frodo Baggins, Emily, <laughs> like I know, Emily Poulain, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I'm butchering French names. Arwen from Lord of the Rings, Fox Mulder from the X-Files, Anna Green Gables! Oh, I love Anna um, Green Gables. Sybil Branson from Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah, I love Sybil. Oh, I had um, Daenerys um, from Game of Thrones. Oh, me. Uh, Lance, Lance Sweets from Bones, the show Bones, and Constantine oh, yeah. Levin from Anna Karenina. I'm sorry I'm butchering names again from that book that I've never read because it's really, really long. Yeah, really long. That's awesome. Well, I think that that's actually like a super cool segue into um, talking. We wanted to share with you guys the strengths and weaknesses of like each one of our personality types. Because why not? We'll just bear our souls here for you. Um, and then kind of talk about, I thought we could talk about 
kind of where this lies in some of our relationships, whether that's, you know, friendships, family relationships, et cetera. Um, and then, you know, we'll wrap it up and we'll be very curious if you guys take the quizzes. So I, so I think we kind of highlighted a little bit of some things that stuck out for us already, but when it came to strengths, like what was something that stood out to you in the strengths that they outlined for your personality type? Let me see. Um, Open-minded and flexible. I'm just going to read it exactly from the page. A live and let live attitude comes naturally to mediators and they dislike being constrained by rules. Um, Mediators give the benefit of the doubt too. And so long as their principles and ideas are not being challenged, they'll support others right to do what they think is right. And that's true. Like, um, I could even probably be, be misconstrued for being passive. And it's not that I'm passive about anything. It's more like, you know, as long as, you know, you're not doing any harm, you can, you do you, boo. Um, and I am, I'm very open-minded, which I do think is very important in the counseling field because you'd be doing your clients a disservice if they got the impression at all that you were being judgmental or making them feel bad about anything. Um, yeah. Because you're, you're helping them grow, right? You're trying to help them improve on themselves. Um, you know, you're that support system. So um, that was probably the most, and I can't I wish I could remember what they ask you when you answer it um I think it was like one of the questions was um you know if you're going on a trip like if you're traveling somewhere you know are you you know kind of doing it like without an itinerary something and that's totally not the right words but I remember being like yes I agree because well usually when I go on trips I have I usually go with a particular friend that's very itinerary based so I don't even have to worry about it but I'm very Uh, I'm very flexible you know what I mean I'm very like oh well here's some ideas and yes we should call ahead for certain things to see if we do need a reservation but like I am a very much like let's just wing it kind of person so yeah Yeah. Uh, but also seeking value and harmony um, is very much um, me it's it's interesting and this is very very personal but I will always remember in my baby book mom writing that I hate I hated fighting that I'd always which what baby doesn't cry when they hear like loud right but I just remember like that has been like I immediately want to mediate which hello I'm a mediator right I immediately want to like just kind of be that buffer um because I don't I don't like conflict I you know would rather take um a a different type of approach versus um you know the fighting and stuff so those are the ones that really that's uh, interesting that she observed that like so young too I I just saw mom's baby book she gave me I was cleaning her like our family media room and I was like oh my gosh this is amazing (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) she did so good with her baby books um I so one of my strengths that stuck out to my mine all kind of fell in line with like kind of this whole leadership piece so you know when it said like my ideal roles were diplomat slash people master it kind of giggled a little bit because that's really been my whole career um but tolerance stuck out to me <laughs> oh, okay it said um because all the other ones kind of you know fell in line but tolerant I was like huh no one's really said I'm tolerant you know <laughs> but but okay, um, it says, um, I'll read it too. It says that protagonists are true team players and they recognize that the means listening, that they recognize that that means listening to other people's opinions, even when they contradict their own. They admit that they don't have all the answers and are often receptive to dissent so long as it remains constructive. Um, and you know what? That's that is true. Um, as a matter of fact, like my Facebook post today was about this, right? Like, I am not a I I do not object to um, thoughtful, smart debate and discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, I am I always in every job as a manager that I've ever had, I've always given my my the people who work for me the opportunity to express like their opinions their feelings even if it was highly critical of myself it didn't mean that i always accepted it or was even receptive to it but i always listened to it um i think as i got older i learned how to get better at it you know when i was younger i wasn't that great at it Uh um 
but I mean, I think that comes with time and maturity. But definitely think I'm I'm tolerant, you know. Um, as long as it's constructive, like I do lose it when it gets to the point of it's accusational. Um, and I also am really big about being fair. Um, I and it's funny because my middle son is still my child because he's, <laughs> he's this he's this way too. But I'm not okay if you're gonna come at me with criticism, come at me with your your opinion. I'm not tolerant with that. If you're not equal in that across the board with everyone, uh-huh. if it is only towards me and I can see that visibly, I'm not going to be cool with that. Right. I um, mean, right. I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, in order for you to have an opinion, it should be like it should be equal and fair, and and it shouldn't be just aimed at me if it's not specific to me. I mean, if it's specific to me, that's a whole different, you know, ball of wax. But um. But yeah, that one, because the other ones were like, you know, reliable, charismatic, um, natural leaders, like those all kind of are things that people have said, but tolerant, I was like, huh, but I am a team player. I I am, I am the person that will try to pull everyone together if I can. So here's my question though. Were you kind of like, huh, to tolerant because tolerant kind of has negative like we because I hear that word and I will be honest with you for some reason it has a negative tone to me it shouldn't but it I, I yeah I, that's I, why you felt that way yeah I I do think that 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 way I when I think of tolerant maybe I'm thinking about this from a female perspective this is when feminism is coming out or uh-huh. you know you know and um um, being critical of that word, but as a female in a work environment that's largely male, I don't want to be called tolerant, mm-hmm. you know, like um, at all. Um, I want to be authoritative. I want to be known for, uh, you know, having the skills. It's of, like the negative you know? connotations with bossy and female. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? yes. You know? mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Exactly. So like, you know, raising our daughter, we've been very cognizant of not saying bossy you know yes we are those people that are saying she's got leadership skills um and we really try to assert that now i did not grow up scarred being called bossy i was called bossy for a large am- amount of my life and i was called a mother hen for a large amount of my life because like, you I don't are have- a mother yes hen. <laughs> yes <laughs> and i don't have like a negative connotation to that like it didn't scar me for my life and i know that it wouldn't for our daughter either because she's highly confident so I have no worries about that but tolerant yeah tolerant just to me kind of rubbed me the wrong way when I read it though like when I read how it was explained here I was like okay I get that yes I do listen to people's opinions but I'm not saying I'm tolerant to that listen I'm receptive I'm open to it I'm going to I'm actually going to ask more questions I'm going to listen to those things um, and I'm going to want them to be constructive you know right. um, well and see what's funny about me even asking that is because of the webinar I attended today so part, oh. of, part of the webinar was not the word tolerant it was the word um, content and he uh. was explaining that people look at that word negatively because they associate it incorrectly with like maybe um, complacency or just you know accepting something the way it is when actually the real definition of it means a whole lot more and has a whole lot more I guess weight to it and so it was very interesting because he actually broke down the word so when you were explaining tolerant that's where my mind went because we do we look at words a certain way because either society you know has made that word sound a certain way um or whatever but you know when you look at the actual root of a lot of words it doesn't mean what we're assuming or thinking that you know yeah they mean yeah for sure yeah I mean I think that's what it is not to get into the weeds with my objection to tolerant <laughs> yeah not being very tolerant of the word I object (laughs) I object to it well yeah I mean but but all of the all of the strengths were spot on 
um, from what has been, you know, feedback that's been given to me. Um, I'll never forget in a, in a, my previous work life, um, someone telling me I'd taken a test, you know, it was off of strength finders and um, this, the HR person called me and she's like, your results from this work, like, out, you know, in left field, like we've not seen results like this. And I felt like she was being really genuine. And she said like, these results are in line with like people in high, high positions, Andrea, like high leadership positions. And, you know, I always have had this ache and this yearning for something big and I never know what it is. And so like Sunday reading through this too, made me think like, good gracious, like what is it? that's there you know that I'm if I have you know these natural leadership skills and you know this unyielding desire to do good for myself my family or my community um what does that mean Mm -hmm. you know um you know so but I just thought it was it was funny um and cool too super cool because it was spot on which you (laughs) should do a podcast on the strength finders thing too because that didn't come across I never knew that until I started this job three years ago and I had to like I had to do the strength finder because we actually included in our email signature yeah 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 I should I definitely will because I mean I probably need to retake it because I think I've changed even more so in the last 10 years from when I took it mm-hmm. but um but some of it's still at the core of everything I am um for sure um so then weaknesses what were some of your what was the weakness that stood out to you that you really like kind of like oh gosh <laughs> all of them <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, me too the one that made me like laugh because hello I laugh at everything dislike dealing with data and it said mediators are often so focused on the big picture that they forget the forest is made of individual trees I hate the tediousness of like data I love data I I love it and I don't want to deal with it and it pisses me off and I procrastinate which makes it even worse which makes me further hate it and it's a vicious cycle so (laughs) like don't get me wrong I like knowing data like oh like 98% of this was successful okay but I don't want like to figure out why it was 98% and so I, you know, I was a liberal arts major for a freaking reason. I studied psychology and counseling for a reason, and it was not to deal with data. And so, um, so yeah, having to do that part of my job, like like the forest, like it's saying, um, the individual trees, or I guess I should say, is what I don't want to deal with. And so that was very true. And then the other one was um, being too altruistic mediators sometimes see themselves as selfish but only because they want to give so much more than they are able to this becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy as they try to push themselves to commit to a chosen cause or person forgetting to take care of the needs of others in their lives and especially themselves and i was like yeah you know and it really ties into the webinar again today because we had to do this activity and and um it was very very cool activity but basically I was journaling in this webinar and saying to myself that a lot of times um, I don't do practice self-care and I'm going to practice vulnerability right now and be very honest like you said we're open books Um, I don't want to focus on myself sometimes and I naturally start focusing on other people so that I don't have to focus on myself and at this point it's such a habit that it's natural you know so Mm -hmm. and and it's very um but some things that I was reading, uh, you know, about this is, um, you know, we take it really, really hard when um, we can't fix stuff or we can't, you know, save something, you know, trying to save the world. And that's why um, it is very hard for me when we already know the state of the world right now. And I'm very aware and I am paying attention, but people it's constantly in my face. Now, some of it some of it is my fault like I do not have to be on social media as much as I am I you know I can I I know what to do if I were my own client I know what I'd be telling myself you know so right, right. which is so, even harder right take and your own advice right literally yes literally take <laughs> So, you know, it's setting limits and it's doing all these different things. So um, it is hard or, you know, you have the friends that are sharing this stuff with you and it's like, listen, I'm very aware of it, but 
it just sends me down a rabbit hole of just being sad because I don't have the answers. You know, I just going back to the strength finder thing, my number one is empathy. So like there's the five strengths, right? And they go by the top in terms of percentage or whatever. My number one is empathy, which means I can very, very, very easily put myself in somebody else's shoes. I can very much imagine, you know, what somebody is going through and the feelings that they must feel, um, you know, kind of going back to even what you said earlier about like the genuine care, because it is genuine because I can empathize. So Mm -hmm. it's it's really hard. Um, And, you know, that's considered here like kind of a weakness because it is like I'm I'm taking things very very hard and I push myself too much and it it's it doesn't do me any good 